Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome to Joyfully You podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach and mentor, and I have been doing this work for about four years now. Um, I've been like paving my own way, like outside of traditional work, doing exchanges and things for since 2014. So however long that is, about eight years where I kind of paved my own way because I was in a corporate environment and I was like, I, I hate this. <laughs> you know, there's a time that I loved it, but then uh, my grandma passed away. And when she passed away, it was just this massive wake up call of, you know, is this the life you want to live? And it was really scary, the idea of leaving the security, but combined with that job and a very unhealthy relationship that I was in, like it was a toxic relationship. It was very manipulative. Like I was getting gaslighted and I was like, it was destroying my confidence and my self-worth and like that identity. And for, I know a lot of you went listening to this, if you've experienced relationships where you don't know who the fuck you are afterwards, like I feel you, I feel you on that. Um, but combination of the job and the relationship it really opened my eyes to nothing was as scary as staying and letting that be my life. And I started Googling how to travel and make money and teaching English as a foreign language kept coming up. And so I researched and I ended up choosing that. I, I left in August, 2014, moved to Costa Rica and was there for six months And it was incredible. And I ended up going back and going back and going back. Like I partied so much. I was just like this, like almost whiplash of feeling so constrained and then feeling so free, like being able to be on the beach and like also get this one month certificate to teach English as a foreign language and stuff. Um, But it was the first time where I really felt like I was doing something for me and not worrying about anyone else and like really standing in the truth of what I wanted. And a lot of it, like I used credit cards or I would, you know, I was teaching English, so I would work, but I kind of would view a lot of it as like an investment in myself. Um, or I started doing exchange work. And so all this to say is, you know, if you feel like you don't fit in the fit into the traditional path of certain things, I get it. Okay. And if you are motivated about, you are motivated towards making a positive impact and like doing something that is meaningful and like feels and fills your cup up, that it's not just work and exchange, you know, I get that so much. Um, so the topic that I wanted to kind of touch on today, you know, whenever I sit down to do my podcast, majority of the time, I just sit down and I press record. Like I'll maybe have a bullet point or something, like one bullet point, but that's like the extent of the planning that I do um, because it's a form of trusting myself, you know? And so if you're someone that has a hard time like public speaking or if you have a business where you're like, oh, I should be doing videos or I want to be doing videos, but you find yourself planning it to death and like getting to in your head because you're trying to schedule everything out, that's like actually a self-trust issue. Like learn to trust yourself that the things that you share and what you talk about is going to support people and what they need. Um, you know, especially when it comes to like Facebook lives and stuff like that. So 
Today I got a message from an incredible woman on uh, Instagram. She's someone that I've been friends with her for a while through mutual friends. And she messaged me and she's like, I am so happy right now. I've been feeling so much joy. And something I keep coming up against is when I meet someone that they're struggling, I find myself wanting to share a struggle or really emphasize something that's not even really a struggle because I feel bad feeling so good when they're struggling. Okay. And I thought that was just such a great question, especially for women that if you resonate with being very empathetic and like highly intuitive, highly sensitive, where you can pick up on how other people are feeling. This is where it's kind of like the flame and moth um, analogy. It's like, are you the flame or are you the moth? And trusting that you can be the flame. And so if someone that in, that's close to you and you're in a, I call it seasons. Like if you're in a summer season where like full bloom, full sun and warmth, like beautiful, everything's going great. And someone else is in a winter season. So first thing is to catch yourself, not to feel like sorry for them. Because no one wants to be felt sorry for. And that's actually kind of coming from the ego of like, oh, poor baby, I feel so sorry for you, right? It's very disempowering. And I think that we get caught up in the language of like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know? And it's kind of a social norm to say that. But it's not actually, it doesn't actually feel good at all on the other end to receive it like that. So let's talk about empathy, you know, like the vulnerability of going there with someone. And if you are the type of person where you love like being able to fix a problem and find a solution, then it can be really hard to be in a space with someone while they're struggling. If you're trying to find the silver lining, you're trying to cheer them up, you're trying to change that emotional state for them. I want to steer you away from that. So if they ask for your advice, then give them their advice. But if you find yourself right away wanting to give this advice and they're like in the thick of it, that might not be received very well, right? Um, and so it's noticing the vulnerability of going there with them. And sometimes the best thing we can do for a friend is just sitting with them in, especially if it's grief or a hardship. But if it's someone that's complaining over and over where you're like, oh my gosh, are you doing anything to like make this better for yourself? Or are you just like complaining, you know, and you like want to give them advice and ask them, be like, hey, are you needing to vent or are you wanting advice? Like, how can I best support you in this? Because then you're putting it in their court to find out what their needs are. So you don't give unasked for advice. And at the same time, you know, you're finding out how can I support you? Maybe they're just needing to vent depending how close of friends they are. Maybe they just need to vent and let it out for a second. But if I think back on the question um, that my friend on Instagram originally asked, it was around, you know, when I feel bad, actually, I'm going to pull it up right now. Okay. So here it is, is, so I've been doing this thing, not on purpose. She says that speaking positive about my life and my confidence and feeling happy with the things I'm doing. And when someone isn't happy, it generally makes me feel guilty or it makes me feel bad. Why? Why is this coming up? And also when someone isn't happy and tell me how rough their life is going, I feel bad and I feel bad about how happy I am with my own life right now. I'm not sure why this is so uncomfortable. Part of me is scared that when I tell people how good everything is going, that it will soon turn to shit or that they'll do something to change that for me. Okay. So I'm glad that I read that back to myself as well. Um, there's this term, and I'm sure you've heard it, is like waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
where it's waiting for something bad to happen when something is going good. And a lot of the time, this stems back to having chaotic childhoods. You know, we're growing up, the norm was chaos. And so the inner child is more comfortable with chaos than calm. And this comes down to that feeling of safety. And it's a very subconscious um, thing that's happening is that feeling of like, it's safe to be calm. I don't need to prepare for the worst just in case, because, you know, we've talked about law of attraction and like how our thoughts can create our reality. And so if we're preparing for the worst, that means we're having to visualize and imagine the worst, which means our body is going through the emotional um, preparation of it, which is calling it in. We're becoming more attuned to that happening. And I mean, if you watch TV, like, you know, Grey's Anatomy or my, my mom literally told me the other day, she's like, I've been watching this show called 911 and it's crazy emergencies. And I just started laughing because I was like, are you having weird dreams? She's like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, well, exactly. It seeps into the subconscious, into this like file cabinet of thoughts. So then, and this is coming full circle. So then when you are in a moment of experiencing joy, when it starts to feel too good to be true, the mind starts catastrophizing and and thinking of these worst case scenarios. And so what my friend on Instagram said was, I feel, I worry that if I tell people how good things are going, that it might turn to shit. And this is where we get to look at trust of trusting the timing of our life, trusting that our current reality right now is based off of the result. They're the results. So your current state of life is the results of how you've shown up in the past. So for example, if you are feeling aligned and you're feeling good, like you probably have gone through quite a a winter season that led up to this feeling. I mean, everyone kind of did. If you think about 2020, it was really difficult. There was so much grief and I don't think everyone has had the chance to properly mourn and grief all the loss that happened. So if you find yourself grieving, that's okay. If you find yourself in a summer season where you're like, holy shit, things are going so good, that's okay. We need to get out of the trap of comparison, of thinking like, well, if I'm doing good, I want everyone else to do good around me. And we also get to broaden our language and our because that broadens the emotional intelligence we have about different situations. Stop referring to your state as good or bad of like, oh, she's not doing good right? Go deeper. Oh, she's feeling sadness because of losing her job. Oh, she's feeling grief because of this. Oh, she's feeling kind of depressed. And and there doesn't have to be a reason why, but broaden your own vocabulary of how you describe it to yourself and within your own mind. Because that was a question that I had for a mentor where I was like, what do I do when I'm doing good and my friends are doing bad? And she was like, well, first off, change your language. If you change your language, it'll change your mindset around it. And she's like, it's not your job to save anyone. And it's also not your job to make anyone feel more comfortable, right? If you're worried about feeling guilty, like, oh, who am I to feel this good? Or who am I to have this abundance of friends or money or like support or whatever it is? There's, I, I have a feeling that you've probably called that into your reality. Like you asked for that. You've, you've probably worked for it. You've probably done uncomfortable things. Um, you've probably faced certain fears. You've probably had uncomfortable conversations. Are you ready to take the lead? 
Are you ready to find your voice again? Because Glow is a self-love mastermind and it is starting soon. One of the biggest issues I see is women trying to operate with masculine leadership instead of feminine leadership. If you're like me, you know that you can work hard, but sometimes it's hard to feel like it matters. We've mastered hustle and grind before we've mastered self-love, mindfulness, and soul expression. So don't worry, the feminine flow is very productive, but in a way that feels like creativity, that feels like freedom. And so if you are looking to cultivate this feminine leadership and to step into your self-love, there's a link in the show notes to learn more. And so you get to sink into the worthiness that you are worthy of everything that you have and you're allowed to express yourself. So there's that side, but then also know your audience. If there's certain people that you know that like you don't think they're going to celebrate with you because they might just be jealous or something like that, then then don't share all the details with them. But be in integrity with your truth. If you are feeling in alignment and just grateful about what's going on and things are going well, share that. If someone asks you how you're doing, share, I am fucking fantastic. I'm fucking great. I'm so grateful of everything going on in my life right now. And if that other person isn't able to celebrate with you in that moment because they're so caught up in their own shit, then that's like this comparison thing that is has so much more to do with them than it does to you. But if you're a highly sensitive person, you might pick up on that and be like, oh, I don't want to make them feel bad that I do. No, who cares? It's you are being the flame, not the moth. Like let them meet you with that energy or let them ask how you they can be in that state with you. Or maybe it's you not needing to change anything and just trusting that it's their journey, that they're in a winter stage, a winter season of life, and that's okay, right? It's not good or bad. If we remove this idea that some emotions are good and some emotions are bad, then we can start to remove this dynamic that some emotions are safe and some emotions are unsafe. Because, okay, so like I'm a seven on the Enneagram. And the sevens want to feel good all the time. They want everything to be a party. They want it to be super fun all the time. So I really struggled with feeling sad, feeling upset, feeling depressed. I would reach for different substances to still physically feel good if mentally and emotionally I didn't feel good. You know what I mean? And so if you're someone who's really uncomfortable with like kind of the darker emotions and some of those different emotions of like around sadness or depression or grief or just like uneasiness, you know, worry about yourself, stay in your own lane. And if there's people around you that you feel bad sharing it, check in with that. What part of me is feeling bad? What's that inner dialogue and that inner conversation happening? And why does it not feel safe to be seen in this? Because if you can pick up that they're just jealous and they're just not happy for you, Remember that, that that has so much more to do with them not being happy and satisfied with your life. It's not that you are bad. But what you can do is focus out on them. Ask them, how can I support you? How can I, how can I be there for you? What do you need? 
because I love you and I take a stand for you. Like you want to just like sit and like watch a movie together. Do you want to hang out? It depends on the level of friendship, right? If this is just people in passing or if this is people that you work with, or if this is people you're in like committed relationships with, um, it takes a lot of vulnerability to sit with someone versus checking out or trying to make it better or trying to like ignore it and sweep it under the rug and give it a good vibes only. Sometimes like the deepest relationships, like relationships can go really deep when it's just like, I'm there. I'm, I, I'm just going to witness what you're experiencing with you. So you're not sitting in the dark. Cause sometimes that's what we need is like someone just to sit with us and trust in our journey that it doesn't mean we're staying there forever. It's just the process because think about your level of patience and kindness and just compassion that you have for yourself when you are going through difficult and rough times. Do you hit yourself with a gratitude stick of you shouldn't feel this way. You should be grateful. Look at everything you have. Why are you upset, right? Do you not have this level of compassion? Because this is where we get to start to develop the inner mama, learning how to mother ourselves and create that inner emotional fortitude and inner safety of like, it is safe to express myself. It is safe to be seen. It is safe to be heard. It is safe to take up space, right? You know, you think about other people, if you are the type of like lone wolf where you don't want to call anyone to to hold space for you when you're having a rough time because you feel like there's no resolution, so you just shut down, you know, you are worthy of taking up space. Don't try and do it alone because one of the dangerous things that happen is we feel like no one else gets it and that we're all alone and that's never the case. We have so many things, like as a human race, like we have so many things in common and when we're depressed or going through a rough time or just having an off day, our ego will try and trick us into believing that we're the only ones experiencing this and it's just not true. So holding space for yourself And having compassion and understanding and trust that things are always working out. When you can create that mindset for yourself, you, you, that's where you dwell. So you naturally project that to other people around you. If they're going through a rough time, you can see them in all of their wholeness and all of their brokenness and trust that things are working out for them. Even if you don't have the satisfaction of seeing the resolution. But one thing I think about as like, being a leader in my own life and like being a leader of love and a leader of light and like really on a mission to take a stand for women all around the world. Like what I think about as a leader, like we all have different definitions of what we think a leader is. In my mind, for me, a leader doesn't make anyone wrong. We can point out things that are serving them or not serving them if we're like in that dynamic of being a coach, right? Because they've literally, you've paid someone to take a stand for you because you trust them to take you there. But if this is just friendships and you're not in a position where they've asked you for your advice or whatever, ask questions, find out what's going on, be there for them, sit with them in the discomfort of it because that requires vulnerability. And when we are vulnerable with someone else of just being there with them in the shit, not trying to change it, not trying to make them wrong, not trying to point out ways that they should have done things differently, right? It creates deeper connection. And when we create that deeper connection with people, um, you know, we thrive because that's what we all want. 
We want to be loved, we want to be seen, and we want to be heard. But first, we have to learn how to parent ourselves and mother ourselves, so all those versions of you that live within you can also be loved, seen, and heard. So the things that we, you know, judge ourselves on, we inadvertently start judging other people on. And if we have a fear of expressing ourselves because we don't want other people to be jealous, that is um, I'm going to go deeper on that. That is not believing in their ability to get better and any, you know, or to feel better or that everyone should be a certain way. Right. And, you know, winter is not jealous of summer. Summer is not jealous of winter. They have their own purposes and they have their own beauty and they have their own, you know, messes. They have their own brokenness. They have their own wholeness. It's just different. And so you get to trust that there's nothing wrong with it. And you believing in other people's ability to rise is a reflection of the belief you have within yourself. So if there's people in your life that you question, like, I don't know if they can do that. Take that as a little, a little red flag of, ooh, where in my life am I not believing in myself that's causing me not to have belief in this person, right? So just little things to ponder. So a little recap here, if I can even remember everything that just came out of my mouth, but it's safe to take up space. It's safe to feel joy and catching yourself when you're waiting for the other shoe to drop and acknowledging like, ooh, it's not necessary. It's safe to feel this joy. There's an abundance of this joy. And this is where I get to be. It's not going, a shoe's not going to drop, you know? And this is where it's like, I trust the process. Thank you, universe. And a way that we can really harness that is gratitude. The biggest, the, this is the, and this is actually, there's actually data behind this. Brene Brown has done studies on this and it's called foreboding joy. When you're foreboding jo- joy, the moment you start to feel ecstatic joy, you start to shut it down by mentally preparing the worst case scenarios that could happen. And it's almost like you're preparing for the worst, but you can't until you're in it. And so a way, instead of feeling that anxiousness of like, what if this all turns to shit? start practicing gratitude and not just having an attitude of gratitude, but truly practicing it. So what does that look like? That look for me, it looks like putting pen to paper for you. It might be speaking it out loud. I'm so grateful for everything that is in my life right now. I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for that. For me, it's writing it down for you. It might be saying it out loud. It might be, uh, thinking about it in meditation. It might be just those thoughts, right? return to gratitude. It's the thing that allow, it's like the fertilizer and the soil that allows your joy and this abundance to really take root. It's a necessary part of the growth process, harnessing that gratitude. Um, whenever you feel that feeling of like, oh, what if this doesn't last? You know, what if this goes away? Because it will transform your life. It has literally transformed and changed my life. By practicing gratitude on a regular basis, it creates such this feeling of joy. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, And you got to try it, right? You don't have to. I mean, or not, right? But you get to. It's a a choice that you get to make, that it's an opportunity to do that. Um, And you get to trust in other people's journey as well, even if you don't get to witness the rise and you're only there for the fall. Um, but what I've noticed, if you, if you're 
ask people, like, can I share some advice with you? And they'll tell you yes or no, right? And if they tell you yes, then at least they're open to hearing it versus you just sharing it. So I hope this episode was supportive for you guys. I know a lot of you listening are very empathetic, um, sensitive souls, and I hear you because I'm right there with you. Um, One of the best things we can do is learn how to stand in our power, learn how to be that flame rather than being the moth. So if you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend or post it to your Instagram story and tag me at Kelsey Lowe Show because that's how I'm able to connect with the other women that are like-minded and sensitive souls like us. So sending you guys so much love. I hope you have a wonderful day. I am Kelsey Lowe and you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. See you on the next episode. Thank you.